Welcome to Flip the Switch on Life podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Marie. I'm an embodiment life coach here to help you live an empowered and soulful life. I guide women towards self-healing to take back their power so that they can start living life by their own rules and embrace their true authenticity. This podcast is your go-to where I will be giving you all the tools and resources to start the process of self-healing, doing the deep inner work, and developing your spiritual wellness. There is so much power in embodying your true self, but we often allow fear and comfortability control our lives, keep us playing small, and settling for less than we deserve. By learning to rewire your subconscious, you will discover your truest and your highest self. You will learn how to take back control and flip the switch on your life. So thank you so much for listening. Now let's get into the episode. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another week. I'm so excited to share all the things today. Ah, We are getting into the witchy, woo-woo, spiritual stuff today, and I'm so excited because I don't really get that much opportunity to talk about these sort of things, and this is really part of my DNA. And so to have not only a guest, but also a really good friend of mine on the podcast to talk more about akashic records and soul readings and tapping into your heart tapping into your intuition expanding your spiritual and intuitive gifts and not only are we getting into that but we're also talking a little bit about how she's been able to shift her reality danielle was working a nine to five she said that she had a life where she loved it she liked it but there was always something meant for more and I think when we are striving to better ourselves we're ambitious humans we want to achieve and we want to shift a reality we want a reality to match and mirror what we feel on the inside of our heart right where it's like luscious it's expansive it's fulfilling it's wealthy it's nourishing it's purposeful right and Danielle is such a beautiful emulation of what it takes to really go from one reality where life's okay to loving your life and getting everything that you've ever wanted and manifested and now living your dharma and soul's purpose so I'm so excited to have her in just a plethora of conversation today and A little bit about Danielle. She, among other things, she's an Akashic Records reader, Reiki master, crystal energy healer, medium, psychic, water priestess, loyal friend, but ultimately a lover of life. And I can definitely advocate for that. She's such a beautiful heart first human. Um, She spent the last year reprogramming her subconscious mind through making them more aligned with her current core values. She feels as we reparent ourselves and awaken to our true essence of unconditional love, we can heal past life karma and embody our highest self. And so her core values are connection, authenticity, vulnerability, and integrating those into her life has created living more joyful and intentional, all while still leaning into the human pleasures. So let's dive into all things of this. Hello, my beautiful humans. I'm so excited. I am virtually sitting across one of my longest friends I've had in Los Angeles, Miss Danielle Margot. How are you, my love? I'm doing great. I'm happy to be here. 
I'm so happy you're here. Oh my gosh. We go so back from like all the way to like 2016, which isn't that far, <laughs> but like far enough. And um, I'm so excited to have Danielle here today because she has just been just watching her journey from when I've met her, which was for, oh my God. Okay. Seven years ago. Wow. It's wild. It's almost been a decade. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. So watching her shift and transform um, and really allowing herself to align with her soul's purpose has just been so beautiful. And of course, like we're really good friends too. Um, but she just has so much wisdom and knowledge that I would love for her to share on this podcast and also just sharing her journey. So just so happy to be here with you, Danielle. Thank you. Thanks, Jess. Um, so I want to start with just, you know, can you share with us a little bit about you and then we're going to dive into some other fun things. Yeah. So, um, I've rebranded in the last few years. So I now go by Danny Margo, <laughs> even though my Danny. name is Danielle. I, I don't know if I'll ever get used to calling you Danny. So I know it's hard. <laughs> Old friends. It's now I'm like everything now, like D like even they've shortened yeah. it, but I'm an intuitive coach, Akashic records reader, Reiki master, um, energy healer, and ultimately a lover of life and just really trying to be in this spiritual space, helping healers, high achievers, highly motivated people really find inner peace and take back their power so they can serve the world more fully. Because I think there's just needs to be a more awakening for light workers to just step into their power. And I, I really feel like that's my calling. Mm. Oof, that was like such a powerhouse way to say like who you are. <laughs> um, and so Danielle, Danny, D. Um, I'm probably gonna reference you as Danielle. We're no just, problem. Just no problem. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I would love for you to like take us back, like before you got to this place of security and your purpose, your dharma, um, which you know many of us are soul searching for, right? Like, why are we on this earth, right? We're not meant to just wake up, work, pay bills and die, right? And so I would love to hear, we'd love to hear a little bit more about like how you got to this place of where you're at. Like, was it something that you hit a rock bottom? Did you have a massive awakening? Um, Yeah, take us back a little bit. Yeah, thank you. So I'll make this just really straight to the point, but with a little bit of background, I grew up with an immigrant parent, and so coming here to America was like, oh, this is the land of the free. You can do anything you want. And so I was raised uh, very much where you just followed the societal path, the blueprint that you know, the, we're given in this uh, masculine system structure. And so I did all the things in high school, you know, was on ASB, president of everything, um, all the all the things, sports, to get into a great college. And then in college, I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I always felt lost. I just kind of felt like I fell into the system. Mm-hmm. Um, but And I switched majors three times. But I was like, you know what? A degree is what's needed. Let me just do that. And then after college, I interned several places. And then I fell into my dad's company that he pretty much was vetting me to take over. Mm-hmm. And in, that was like his dream. And it was my dream to run in my own business. I felt like I really couldn't really work for, with other people. I felt really um, like boggled down and pushed down. And so it felt it felt really freeing to be my own boss and 
take care of my own structure and my own time and my own clients. It felt really good. And I served in a really beautiful way. Uh, I sold hearing aids to the geriatric population, helped them here, which is, I think, still a beautiful so thing. Cute. But just how the medical system charges so much money for them, it was, wasn't really aligned. But I realized, though, that I just, there's more to life, you know, you that feeling you have in your soul where there's just something more out there. And I was really happy, you know, with my life. I just didn't feel like I was living my purpose. There was something mm. missing. And it was funny because the pandemic happened and I feel like that awakened a lot of people. Yep. And several, you know, catalytic events occurred, the breakup through the pandemic, me moving to the beach. And I really felt like everything that happened, it wasn't like a rock bottom, but it was like definitely awakening where I had to find out how to love myself mm. and be alone. I feel like I was mm. kind of like a always in relationships or always had people around me. And that was the first time that I was really wanting this alone time. Mm. And I will say clarity comes from action because I think that's like a really powerful thing. Um, and Danielle, but Danielle, I want to stop you right there really yeah. quick because – Something that you said, and I, I want to know more with, you said that this was a, wasn't a rock bottom, but it was a time to start learning how to love myself. Mm -hmm. Share, Can you share light on that? What was, did you not feel like that was a part of your ritual? I, maybe not ritual is the best word, but yeah. Tell us a little bit more about like what that meant for you. In That's that a really good question. Um, I have a lot of really best friends, like a lot of good friends. I have a really great community. Um, I think that's like one of my superpowers, sisterhood. And, and so I always filled my days with other people's time. And during the pandemic, we were kind of forced to be alone. I moved away from my friends. Like it was only an hour, but still quite far. And so I was just learning that I needed to do stuff on my own. What did I like to do? by myself. Mm. <laughs> and so I, I found, you know, I, I picked up reading, biking, uh, you know, walks by myself, you know, journaling, meditating, yoga, all the things. And so it was just really a shift of community, which I still am very in love with. And I think humans need that as a basic necessity, um, human connection, but learning to love myself and having that time for myself, I now will not sacrifice like that's the one thing in my day I give myself at least an hour a day for myself whether it be journaling you know just like hanging out at the beach taking a walk doing yoga whatever it is I have to do that because I think that's just so important you know for my soul and my evolution I think for a lot of us too is that we I think a lot of us can find ourselves in your story with um you know not life being not with life being not bad, but being like, what else is out there for me? And when we are surrounded by so many things that are consuming us, and I don't necessarily mean consuming in a negative connotation, but when we're like engulfed in relationships and when we're engulfed in our friends, like we kind of almost don't really know our own identity. Mm -hmm. And then when there's some separation, it causes us to really look inward. And I felt like as well, the pandemic was a really great place for us to dive deeper into who we are as individuals and our wants, our desires, our needs. And I think that with you sharing that that was a big monu monumental component in your um, evolution, I think is huge. And just also to give background too, it's like my perspective of you was like, you were always such a bubbly, loving <laughs> human being. 
And I remember when I met you, I was still working corporate. And then I, I quit my corporate job in 2019. And, you know, we obviously were friends since 2016. And I just remember like conversations we would have. And you were just really curious about my business and how I did certain things and how I like figured out my purpose, so to speak. And I was like, I don't know. It just happened. <laughs> like, I don't know how to explain it, but like, I just listened to my heart's desire. And I feel like for me, that is like my, uh, my Dharma in a way is just like helping people listen to their heart's desire. But I feel like for you, I've always like, I've always seen that little spark in you that was like, I'm going to figure this out. Like I'm going to continue devoting myself to myself to really unlock who I actually am. And so, um, and just to see the shift from like when I moved out of LA in 2021 (laughs) to like coming back and seeing you in 2022 was just so different, but tell us a little bit about like, you know, you've been working on your self-love, you were kind Mm -hmm. of spending time alone. Like, what was it for you that like this, again, like in my, my opinion of you is like, this just like big devotion of like, I'm not going to stop. And I'm going to try every single thing until I figure out what it is for me. And what was that like, moment where you were like, (laughs) yes, this is like the path I'm taking. Um, So I will say you are such an expander for me. I feel like I always like was like, oh my God, that's so amazing. All these things she's doing. And I was always curious. Um, But the the ultimate catalyst was me seeing a a medium. And Mm -hmm. I will say this is something that I wish I had known, but you don't have to do everything yourself. Figure (laughs) things out yourself. Like that's why there's healers out there. That's why there's readers, mediums, psychic coaches. Yeah. Hire someone. I hired so many people. I know. (laughs) Yeah. You don't have to do it yourself. So my catalyst was paying to see a human. Yes. It was like over $200, but that really changed my life. And I think investing in yourself is so important, but she, you know, read me so well. She's in the Santa Monica area. And she was the one who was like, I feel like you have power in your hands and like, you should try Reiki. And I knew it. I just didn't know like Reiki. I didn't know anything about energy, you know? And so I literally that night went on Google. I was like, Reiki, (laughs) mass, I don't know, teacher. And I just, I narrowed it down to like three people and I wanted in person. And during the pandemic, not a lot of people were doing that. And so I just chose whoever felt good in my body. And this one lady, amazing, um, sage wellness and OC, um, Emily, she's great. And that really was the catalyst after that being Mm. attuned to this higher vibrational energy, the divine synchronicities came and it just came and came and came. And it just want, it's wild that one moment. And obviously becoming a Reiki master took like, you know, almost eight months or something. So it wasn't quick, but just being in this course around people who were like-minded, having a mentor was so wonderful. And at that point, my soul was like, give me everything. I was listening to all the podcasts, reading all the books, like anything I can get my hands on. So I think when you left in 2021, I hadn't even gotten that reading yet. No. And so I was still, (laughs) yeah, I was still reading or like working nine to five, pretty miserable, trying out job after job after job and then you met me I think like literally that summer after and mm-hmm. I had already done the Akashic Records training I'd already been raking master I had already, like I hadn't done readings yet but I was like this whole new level and I feel like I went from student to master just so quickly because I devoted that mm-hmm. time to myself that time I, I got the best mentors that felt aligned with me and I know you're the same where you you are always about like just improving ourselves so we can show up more fully like on this earth. And I just think it's so beautiful. Yeah. And I think that there's so many different pieces I want to like pull apart. Yeah. That, but <laughs> just to echo what you're sharing 
is I think that the I feel the desire of becoming your best self is really <clears throat> around the people and environment that you're in. I do think that there is a level of desire and ambition that is like built into your DNA. And I don't necessarily think every single person has that. Can it be developed? Absolutely. But I just remember in my, in my experience, just like echoing from you that I remember by, I don't know, between 14 and 17, don't know what exactly it was, but there was just like this one thing that was like, I need to move to Los Angeles, California. I remember like on my Facebook page at the time, I literally was like, from LA lives in Hollywood. Like, no, I don't. I live in Ohio. Um, but I, I was like, little did I know I was manifesting. And so, um, and actually in a soul reading, you saw that I was like in LA at one point, which is probably why my heart is so deeply like just a part of LA. But anyway, and, um, when I moved, I just knew that like, what I wanted for my life just wasn't available where I was living. And so I had to put myself in a container in an area around those other people that could allow me to think bigger, like you said, expanders. And so I think when we're so devoted to figuring out what is going to allow us to expand and to live life to the fullest. And I think that it's like, this knowing that it's possible for us. I think that's yes. the biggest nugget or I guess driver that is going to help you continue to propel forward because if you don't feel like you can, then you just won't. Mm -hmm. But Danielle, I feel like for you and your story is like, you always knew you were meant for more. You just needed to figure out what that was. And I think for me as well, I knew that I was meant for more and I was ambitious. I just had to figure out what that was. So it's like for those listening that are like, we're going to get a little bit more into like shifting your reality. But I think when you're still on your path and trying to figure out your life and trying to figure out like what nourishes you, fulfills you, like I'm inviting you to really take a hard look and what does not feel like a full body. Yes. Like you said, I wasn't unhappy. I loved my life, but I knew there was mm -hmm. more. And so I think that's the biggest catalyst that you can take from that is like what parts of your life are just meant for more. Yeah. And I think people get caught up in the decisions like, oh, what to do, what to do. And yeah. I'm going to bring that like action brings clarity because the universe will not allow you to be off path if you're looking like they mm -hmm. will throw things in the way like they will put little intuitive hits in your mind. They will bring people together so that you Will continue to figure out your path. So I say like follow what sets your soul on fire, even if you don't think that's what you're going to end up in. We're living for a hundred years at this point. Like if you don't do anything for 10 years, you're still living your purpose if you wake up at like mm. 40 or 50. So I think a lot of people get caught up on like the decisions right now and just knowing and like how like, old they are right now too. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And like, oh my God, I think that we could even go into a rabbit hole of like <laughs> where you should be at 30 years old, you know, and versus like 40 and 50 and things like that. So um, in something I want to share too is like Reiki is just so, it's so wild that I think when I went to see you, cause I was hosting my women's retreat and yeah. Joshua tree last uh, spring, I already got attuned to Reiki and I was like, Danielle, Reiki <laughs> changed my life. And you're like, bitch, yeah, I know. Look at me. <laughs> and it's just so crazy because when you listen to that like inner whisper or whatever mm -hmm. that is for you that is like saying to follow this, 
something can majorly shift. So when you mentioned that you, um, you went to see a psychic, what, what made you want to see a psychic? Were you just feeling like out of options? You're like, let me try the spiritual like way. That's a really good question. Yeah. Uh, my neighbor at the time, uh, who's still not one of my best friends, um, has like a, uh, she had like a group of people of healers she saw. And so she was just, she mentioned this person and I just like, it was curious, you know, I was like, oh, she mentioned it in a conversation and I thought about it. And for some reason I kept thinking about it, kept getting drawn to it. So it was like, if you keep thinking about something, usually it's your soul reminding you that you do need to, mm-hmm. you know, dive a little deeper on that. So I think it wasn't just, it wasn't like I was lost. Maybe, I, maybe at that point I was, and I just needed answers. Um, but I was called to it, looked her up and I was like, this is yes, this is a full body. Yes. Um, and if you don't feel called to a healer, like right at this incident, one way I will say to tune, you know, back into your intuition and all those things is like taking time for your body, listening to your body, like your body is the unconscious and will like bring up everything that needs to be healed, needs to be worked on. And your heart is literally a channel to source. So if you feel like lost in the chaos, sometimes like the egoic mind, just tune back into your body and just listen and ask mm-hmm. your body the questions. And I think you'll be you'll be surprised at the wisdom that comes forward. Mm. Oh, woof. so many things there to share. And I think everyone could take a everyone could take a step back, I think, and really tune into their body. I mean, sometimes I'm at fault for that where I'm so in my head where it's like, wait, come back. What what is here? <laughs> what is present? Um, and so Uh, before we get into like the stuff that you do now (laughs) with clients um, and that I've also been like, I've already think I've already done three readings with you before we get (laughs) there. um, I want to talk a little bit about like the shifting of your reality. So, you know, you've, you were working for your dad, like nine to five or like a corporate job Mm -hmm. per se. And then I know that you were looking to get out of that, which I Mm -hmm. believe you did. Yes. And then it was kind of, but again, at that time, I don't think you necessarily knew what you wanted to do. You were just like you said, applying everywhere, just like really trying to figure out what you were doing. And so now that you're coaching and you're just starting your program (laughs) and all of that, how did you make that leap mentally and physically for yourself? That's a really good question. I think it just came to a point that I couldn't do it anymore. Mm. Mentally, physically, emotionally, I think it just got to the point that I was so drained after work. I didn't know how to energetically protect myself. I wasn't doing aligned work that I, I, probably like drank the most of my life like during that mm-hmm. time because I not and not necessarily like intentionally numbing it was more just like I would have so much fun after because yeah. I was like I need to fill my life with fun and mm-hmm. I was like the most athletic I'd been I was like in a basketball league and a softball league and you know doing all the things and so I think just your your body will tell you that when you are just no longer energetically, like physically able to do what you're doing. Um, Another thing though, is I hired a life coach. I had no idea what to do. And so I was like, Hey, what do I do? And she helped me with my resume. She helped me figure out, you know, things that lit me up and it was silly. It was wine. (laughs) So I tried this like (laughs) MLM thing. Do you remember when you were going to go to Spain? (laughs) We, yep. I booked a one-way ticket 
ticket to Spain. You Jess, were going to visit me to be like a wine on like a right? vineyard. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, I and then the pandemic happened and I canceled my flight. So <laughs> that Isn't was that crazy how things always happen like that. And so, yeah. And so from there, obviously like you're not doing that anymore, but like, do you still have an, like a desire to like get into wine though or no? I do actually want to still finish my sommelier. Um, someone posted the other day and I thought this was so beautiful is how they cultivate the land and the grapes and the love that they care for this. Like, I think it's really beautiful and wine can't be bad. I just feel like, I know a lot of people in the spiritual world will tell you that alcohol is bad and it's literally Mm -hmm. a spirit getting going into your body. And I really don't see it that way. I have definitely cut down. I, you know, was definitely a binger back in the day. And now I can do one or two glasses of wine and that's beautiful. Um, but I think it's just listening to your body and what's right. And yeah, I think I will definitely still do something with wine further down the road, but <laughs> not yet. I love, that. I love that. And so, okay, sorry, we got on a little tangent. Yeah. Um, okay. So you were sharing <laughs> like listening to your body, knowing like Mm -hmm. when you cannot do what you're doing anymore. Mm -hmm. And so again, with you like getting into Reiki, getting into the Akashic records, which we're going to go into a little bit and all the other really amazing things that you're doing now that you're adding more to your (laughs) my toolkit. Uh, yeah, your toolkit. And so, um, what was it for you? Like that pivotal, if there was a pivotal moment for you to like shift out of that reality and call in another reality because I feel like this is so important because so many of the women I work with and so many people that I talk to, they're just so consumed in fear of like, Mm -hmm. what do I do to like not work a corporate position per se and wanting to pursue my own thing. And like that actual physical jump, even Mm -hmm. energetic jump is like, what really stops them? And for you, was there fear there? Like, how did you move through it? And like, what was that to like, go from one thing to the other? I think the number one thing is trusting yourself. Yes, there's listening to your body, all the things, but I think it's really your perspective, the self-love and the trust. And I created that by getting a coach, doing my resume, sitting on the beach, literally manifesting exactly what I wanted. I was like, I want to ride my bike, to the city that I worked at and we would play volleyball at lunch. It was, I manifested exactly what I wanted. It took me like two years sitting on the beach, dreaming of what I wanted and then getting that dream. And so I think trusting myself that something simple that felt like a baby step, right? Like, oh, just getting another job. I hadn't Mm. worked on my resume in like 10 years, but working on myself, getting that coach making me dive in to see like, what are my strengths? I think we did like the Clifton Clifton strengths. You can do so many. I think there's like the Enneagram. There's so many like energy tests to know your personality, know why you do the things you do. Um, Because I think we get caught up in the judgment of what we're doing and what we're not doing. And sometimes it's just like innately in us. Mm -hmm. And so trusting myself to go to that next step. And then I was in that job six months. I hated it. Uh, And then Divine Synchronicities came. I messaged this girl who I knew was in the real estate business. I'm also still a broker, which is silly and funny and all the things that um, then I got a job as a property manager. And I think it was just taking baby steps, learning lessons within each of those things. And I'm not saying like you need to find another job. I think it's like finding something in a small incremental step that you can trust yourself so that you can make the big leap. Big leap, big leaps mm-hmm. are hard. 
And I think that they're totally possible. Um, but like I was working, you know, part-time just to supplement my income earlier this year. So it's like just doing the little things that feel safe as human, as you as a human. And then eventually it'll grow and evolve the more action that you take Mm -hmm. and the more trust that you have within yourself. I love that. And I think also normalizing, like it's okay to still be working something without getting full time. And I think especially in the coaching industry, six figure months and six figure (laughs) years and all this stuff. And I feel like that's like the gold standards. Like when you hit six figures in your business, you made it right. Yeah. And so I think normalizing it's okay to have one foot in one foot out while you are something I've listed, like in while you are getting more into abundant state of mind. Let Mm -hmm. me finish that sentence before I go into this, because I think that when you are pivoting, whether that is like a career change or a complete 180 with like, you know, corporate dropout to entrepreneur sort of thing, like you said, it's really hard to make those like big jumps. And I was grateful enough. I could make those big jumps, but I had a really big supportive savings. And also I gave myself some benchmarkers to hit with clients before I actually left. But I think even before then, it's like asking yourself, how can I support myself to be in a state of abundance? Because when your basic needs are met, your bills are paid, your rent is paid, you have food on the table, you are in a state of abundance. And I think that I have, you know, in my own challenges have toggled with like being in scarcity, trying to show up for client calls or sales calls and it like completely flatlining versus me being in abundance, being like everything is taken care of and then showing up for them. And it's like, oh, now I close the sale. I don't think that's a coincidence. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it's like, if you're listening to this and you're looking to make a pivot or a change in your career or really anything from like being single to like being in a, uh, being in a relationship to being single, whatever that is for you, whatever transition, really asking yourself, how do I keep myself in abundance while I'm making these decisions? Because like you said, Danielle, that inspired action is going to come, um, not compile compact, uh, compound on each other to really create that big, big desire. Yes. I, I totally agree. And what you said about savings, um, I'm not going to tell everyone what to do. Everyone knows what feels safe for them. But I will say, like, I know we don't talk about money enough. Like, I spent 20000 this year, like, trying to create my business. And so just know there is some monetary things you need to work towards, like, whether that be, like, a couple years of savings that you need to work hard for. Like, Mm -hmm. this is your dream, and it's okay to work hard for it, but it's also not – it's also okay to be – do it a little slower than you think you're going to do it. Yeah. And I think, again, that comes right back to this societal um, conditioning that we're all induced in and, mm-hmm. and birthed into because we think we need to be somewhere at a certain age or like, I'm I'm 40, I can't you know start my own business and type of thing. And it's like, we really need to start shifting our mindset there because that is going to allow us to really take, not only just take our time and like you said, do things slower if needed, but also stop comparing. And I think that again, that like conditioning societal society, and I'm sure even like the way that we've grown up in certain, certain dynamics has really pinned us against each other. And so I think when you can really start to pull yourself back and really hone in on like where you're at and being like, my pace is, is perfect for me. And I think that it's like a it's a daily reminder, I think. Um, but it will really help you. 
Yeah. yeah, everyone's on their own journey. One thing I'm seeing in the Akashic Records is you cannot change anyone. You cannot speed anyone up. Everyone is on their own journey. <laughs> yeah, completely. And so um, thank you for sharing all of your wisdom and also personal experience on like shifting your reality and really aligning yourself with like the desires that you want. And also like, to me, I think the measurable and realistic expectations to have and also um the steps like you weren't mm -hmm. like I just quantum leaped and manifest all day for three hours and it was like no I did that and I and steps and I had one step one one foot in and one foot out so mm -hmm. it just it feels more digestible I think for mm -hmm. everyone listening here definitely um and so now I want to get into what you do now so you do a lot of things you mentioned a little bit on the podcast but um one thing that like you started to get into from Reiki, if you correct me if I'm in, uh, wrong, but it was the Akashic records. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. And so can you tell us like, what are the Akashic records? Cause I'm sure everyone here is like, I've heard of that or like, what, tell me more. What is that? <laughs> oh, this is so fun. Cause I love the Akashic records. I'm realizing I'm kind of just in it all day, every day. Um, <laughs> I'm in it now. So the Akashic records are the records of our souls that ever existed past, present, future. And so when I enter the Akashic records, it's, this can be, this can vary. I feel like it's in the eighth dimension or higher. And I am connecting to your soul, to your higher self, the soul part of you that wanted to come to earth to fill out this purpose, to heal this karma, to do this lesson, to have these soul contracts with these people. And it has several spirit guides higher selves, past versions of yourself, past lives who are there to support you. So whatever guidance that you you need from your soul to be on your aligned path is within the records. Hmm. That's a lot. <laughs> um, but like in the best way, I think yeah. it's, you know, everyone listening to my podcast already like has this spiritual mm -hmm. practice in some regard and believes in their own, you know, God or goddess. Um, so tell us a little bit of like what, because I'm curious in, again, I don't know if you told me or not, but did you get like your first Akashic record reading? Like, and then you wanted to get into it? Like what? Oh yeah. From, from Reiki to this, like, what was that? Like, what made you desire to learn how to read yeah. the Akashics? So after Reiki, like I said, all the divine synchronicities were coming and I was listening to this podcast and a woman on there mentioned, Akashic records and I noted it in my mind. And then a couple things happened. And, yeah. A couple things happened. And um a tenant of mine actually brought out this book and was like, Oh, I just had this reading. And it was like an Akashic Records reading, like within that same week. And I was like, Wow, there's not a there's a coincidence here. So I literally again Googled stuff, was on Instagram, like Akashic Records. And I found a girl who was doing them for free and I was like okay cool let's let's do this yeah changed my life she was like so spot on and was like you need to go in the records they're asking you to I was like great and then the next day I googled <laughs> someone found my amazing mentor and she trained me and wow that I, I was in yeah well that like <laughs> straightforward I should say Maybe that's not straightforward easy. but I will say the development of the records though I was in it I was really dedicated. different levels I've heard. 
I don't know about levels, but it's like your connection and capacity within it and what you're receiving mm. um, and the way you do it. Because there's the four clairs, right? The clairvoyance, clairaudience, claircognizance, clairsentience, and how your gifts are developed. Usually you might have one or two in the beginning. And then as you develop your relationship with your spirit guides and as you deepen that relationship, you know, not only understand more, but you open all the clairs. Mm. And oh. how someone described it to me is like, Let's say your spirit guide is like a French man who lives in France or something. And he like is trying to communicate to you and tell you your guidance. You don't speak French. You don't know French, but you like kind of know like hand signals and stuff. And so it's kind of like over time, you'll get, you'll know how he's trying to communicate to you and what messages he's giving to you. So that's kind of like a little metaphor to how I felt resonated with, um, developing my channel as well as my guides. Like at first I only had one spirit guide and that I was communicating with. And now I have like a council of 10, including like my future soul babies. <laughs> so <laughs> it's just like very um, expansive and beautiful. Um, and, and of course the more time you spend in it, the more you practice. I think I did like eight months, 30 minutes every other day. And you did like a program to help you like access this, correct? Yeah. So you it all on your own. No. Yeah. So I think she, she gave like four, it was four sessions, an hour and a half each. And every week she was like, you need to practice at least four to five times a day or sorry, a week. And then like 30 minutes a day. And then from there I knew how to do it. I was doing free readings, practice consistency and deep knowing, I think are three mm. things I will leave you with, with that. But then I needed like a structure. So then I found another mentor to kind of help me with like what I was seeing and, and energetic boundaries. Um, Cause there's a lot, you know, of low vibrational entities out there. Um, but I think that's why I love the Akashic Records because it's such a high vibrational space mm. that it's all Christ consciousness. It's all love. It's all all light and radiance that I only connect with. And uh, I, I, I could talk, like if I give someone a reading, I can give them a reading for like 12 hours. I mean, it's literally your whole, your whole soul's history. Wow. Like I can give you, I can keep talking forever and it's just it's so beautiful. <laughs> I love that. And, you know, I've done, I think I've done three readings with you so far and yeah. they, every single reading was so mind blowing and felt really like, even if there were things that I didn't know, like you told me that my, my ex-partner and I were in two past lives together. We had two children one passed away. I remember very specifically. And then um, we lived in LA at one point. And then shit, you guys not. Don't know when it was, but I remember very vividly, I had a dream that I was walking a stroller with my ex. And we were obviously together in LA. And then mm -hmm. we were like in this jewelry store in Venice. And, you know, I don't have to go into details, but and then my one son was there. And then it's like, I have a dog and he, and I never wanted a boy dog and he's a boy <laughs> dog. And I'm so deeply connected to him that I'm like, you're probably the baby I lost. And also I had an abortion this, you know, 16 years ago. And so anyway, mm -hmm. all to say that um, it was really powerful and it just kind of brought everything full circle. And then I've had like, even in my <clears throat> um, journeys with, with uh, psilocybin, I've had uh, affirmation, uh, confirmations of some of the things that you shared with me. So it's just really <laughs> mind blowing, um, the work that you're doing. And so, um, I'd love to ask you, um, can we access our own Akashic records, like off a riff or is it like going to take practice and guidance? Like, what does that look like? That's a really good question. Every <laughs> single human has the 
capacity or ability to access the records if they choose. Mm. And so there's natural born psychics, natural born mediums, you know, when you're kids and you're seeing things already in your room, um, there's all those gifts already outplaying, um, but it's your choice if you want to really open them, expand them. And um, it's, I'm not saying it's difficult to open them yourself, but I think it's kind of like anything. If you're training to be a doctor, training to be like a property manager, like I was like, someone giving you the tips and the tools and like really training you is just really going to help expedite it. And then once you are more comfortable with it, then you can, you know, go into the records yourself and ask them yourself how to access more fully. Mm. I would definitely recommend getting someone to train you first. Also, because when I was doing um, readings for people in the beginning, there was a uh, not a psychic attack, but someone had like um, a curse on them. And if I didn't know how to clear that, you know, then they would be stuck with that. Or there was an entity on someone that I removed and it was on their crown chakra, you know, blocking their channel. And um, I was, was really in the beginning of this and they it attached to me, dis like totally disappeared. Uh, like I was um, totally tired, canceled all my appointments that day. Like luckily I had a friend who like helped healed me. So I think there's just like a lot of protocols that are necessary to just keep you safe and give messages that are of the highest good for you in the collective and of love. I'm not saying this to scare you, just more like from my experience, it's just good to have protections and have an understanding, you know, from someone who's done it. Yeah. And I think something that I personally, for me, when I've always resonated with like, you know, when everyone was like, you, you, you have, everyone has like natural psychic and mm -hmm. intuitive abilities, yes. but I never really, until I got attuned to Reiki this year, I never understood, or was it last year? No, it was this year. It was this year. Um, mm -hmm. I never understood that you could actually enhance and develop your gifts. I thought mm -hmm. everyone was born with them. And uh -huh. when they said everyone was like a psychic or like they had some type of ability, I thought it was like, yeah, you could turn on your intuition a little bit more, but I didn't know you could like strengthen it. Yeah. So I think it's really, really powerful to share here for anyone that's like really curious about the Akashic records. It's like one, go get a reading from Danielle. <laughs> Number two, um, if you're curious about learning how to do it yourself, yeah, it's it's definitely possible. And I think it just depends on, like you said, how open you are and like really, yeah, I think the more that I have um, delved into my, my spiritual gifts and after my attunement with Reiki, everything just really opened. Yeah. And I can say that in a, I don't have to get into detail about that, but it <laughs> opened so yeah. much for me. I know what and, you're saying. Uh, yeah. And so <clears throat> I think that I'm, you start to get more sensitive to energy mm -hmm. and also, yeah, like having those protocols are so important too. So um, anyone that you're hiring or anything in that regard, like make sure that they have like safety protocols like yeah. built into their readings. Um, but I think at the end of the day, like it's just so fascinating and incredible and like really, really cool that we can actually tune, turn on our own gifts. We are limitless. Like humans have so much power in this universe. And when we tap into our records, our soul, we uncover it. And it's it's so beautiful. Mm. Ah, I feel like we could go on a whole different deep dive on Akashic <laughs> Records. Um, and maybe we'll we'll do that another time. Yeah. Um, but I would love to ask you, Danielle, for a final question. 
Is there anything that you would like to share with us that could be insightful or maybe any tips for anyone that's like listening who wants to really start to live their purpose, figure it out? Yeah. So I just asked, I just asked the records what, what everyone needed to know. And I'm, I'm really seeing a lot of heart space opening right now. Mm -hmm. And yes, sharing love with others is so beautiful, but really deepening that love for yourself. I think sometimes we feel selfish with our time, with our boundaries and it's not, it's, if anything, it's like when you fill your cup, you can fill others more fully. And I think it starts with us. So just tuning into your heart space, whenever you feel lost or stuck or chaotic, give yourself a moment, tune in, take a breath and just ask your heart the questions that you're really asking for that clarity. Oof. What a beautiful way to wrap this episode up. Uh, Danielle, thank you so much for being here today with us. Um, how can we connect with you? And is there anything that you are working on or offering that we can get involved with? Thank you. Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram. I am Danny Margot and it's spelled M-A-R-G-E-A-U-X. It's the French way. That'll <laughs> um, be in the show have, notes. Yeah. It'll, I also have a website. I am doing soul readings right now and I think they're beautiful as the year is coming to a close. Um, I think booking now to see what your 2024 look year will look like, I think is a great way to start your year. Yes. And I can advocate. I highly <laughs> recommend you go sign up for a reading. Um, she's such a loving, friendly human. And also, yeah, she'll just give you the things that you need to hear and see. And it's been really mind blowing. So Danielle, thank you so much for your friendship. Thank you so much for coming onto the podcast and sharing with our audience more of the amazing human that you are and the nuggets that you gave us to take home with us. And if anyone has any questions or wants to connect with Danielle, all of her info will be in the show notes. So thank you so Love much. Thank you for being so much, here. Jess. Thanks for having me like your question answered or if you would like to hear more specific topics or hear from specific guest experts i'm really inviting you to go to the show notes click the link for the question form and fill out your question it can be completely anonymous this just helps me craft and curate the best conversations with expert leaders and also solo episodes so again thank you for your participation, your interaction, and listening and supporting this podcast.